I, like one of the millions of homeowners a year, actually experienced a claim. Um, I, have, I live in San Francisco. I have a deck that, unbeknownst to me before this, um, had a has a drain in the bottom and there's wood sliding over the deck. So about six inches of water pooled in, in this, on this deck. And I couldn't, I didn't know that the drain was clogged. Um, the deck happens to be over my bedroom. Um, and we got a bunch of water starting to come in, into our bedroom and wondered where it was coming from. So this little thing of, you know, this thing that was totally unknown to me, it was as simple as cleaning a drain ended up costing us thousands of dollars, you know, in repair and not just that, but finding people to do it. And then do we also need painters and drywall and all this type of stuff? Um, so that was a really eye-opening experience for me. And I realized that there's a lot of similar things that other people face. And it's it's really just about helping, giving, giving people a solution to help them mitigate those types of things. Hey, podcast world. That was Andrew Wynn, the co-founder of Shelter, which is now part of the Hippo insurance family. And this is FNO InsurTech with your hosts, Mr. Lee Boyd. And the Rob Beller. Well, no, no, you need, I, I, Mr. Lee, Lee needs a little help. Why, why does Lee need a little help? In fact, in fact, if you're an FNO InsurTech listener, a regular listener, if you could send us an email telling us how much you like Lee, <laughs> <laughs> He really needs. He won't feel forced at he, all. He, he, but he really needs it. Okay. He might think it's inauthentic, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Even yeah, if it is authentic, sense. inauthentic, please go ahead and spend that. Send that. Sure, I would. I would take that. But, but speaking of authentic, let's talk about Hippo. Yeah. Today, we get to visit with Hippo, and we have two people on. Uh, very excited. Uh, we're going to be talking about Hippo and the uh, the a acquisition of Shelter and kind of what that means. We're going to get to talk about uh, where Hippo's you know, going, what their vision is, and, and how they're making strategic moves to really accomplish that vision. We have Daniel Blanaru, who's the VP of Growth Initiatives at Hippo, and and one of his key people, Mr. Andrew Wynn, who's the, who, as we mentioned, and you heard at the top of the show, is the founder, former CEO, and now a member of the Hippo team, uh, who is still running Shelter on behalf of Hippo. Yeah, they just recently acquired Shelter, uh, just uh, latter part of last year. So it's a new a acquisition, and I think they have a lot of great plans for the future. And we were really interested in Shelter as an insure tech and a just uh, an interesting player in the home services uh, business with uh, a lot of obvious um, uh, attributes for the insurance market. Um, and of course, we've always been very interested in Hippo as one of the leading in, uh, insure tech companies out there. Right. And so the combination of the two is very powerful. I'm sure you're going to hear, you're going to agree with us once you hear this episode. So uh, without further ado, go ahead, Lee. We'll let you, you say you don't get enough mic time. Go ahead. Well, now, now it just feels forced, Rob. Take it when you can get it, buddy. Without further ado, here's our podcast with Hippo. Hey, everybody. We have a team of people with us today who are from Hippo the online insurance startup uh, and disruptor, I'll say, uh, who we all know and hear a lot about. And we're, we have them both with us today because we are talking about a very interesting idea, and that is a company called Shelter, which is now part of the uh, Hippo family. And with us today, we have to talk about that, Andrew Wynn, who's the CEO and founder former CEO and founder of Shelter, and Daniel Blenaru, who is the VP of Growth Initiatives at, at Hippo. How, how are you guys doing today? Really good. Thanks for having us on today, Rob. Yeah, we're great. Thanks for having us. Great. Where 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 do we find you guys today? Where, where do you uh, come to us from? So I'm out of our San Francisco office today, and, and Daniel's down in our Palo Alto office. Okay, great. Um, Let's let's jump right in. 
and talk about hippo for a few minutes and um and 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 your and your work there daniel um tell us give us give us a minute or two on hippo and we've had uh, a, another person from hippo on before we had darren mccarthy who talked about the claims end of your business um, but uh, you're kind of all the way at the other end of the business tell us about hippo and about what you do there yeah sure so hippo is really a company that is reimagining modern home insurance and we started in 2015 now in 21 states and it's really focused on a proactive approach to home insurance rather than a reactive one um, so where traditional insurers really interact with clients at the point when they have a claim or when they have to pay a bill we try to turn it on its head and really have a relationship with our customers and prevent claims from happening is what we, we really focus on as well as increasingly help our customers take better care of their homes. Um, in terms of my role at Hippo, I actually work often closely with Darren as well on the claim side in terms of, again, claim prevention, as well as how we can make the claim experience as, as good as it can be for a customer during that difficult time. But more broadly, I run growth initiatives, which means I take care of, take care of all kinds of proactive initiatives um, to help us um, reduce claims or claim severity, but also test and, and um, launch all kinds of innovative solutions uh, that supplement our core business. That's great. Uh, Andrew, why don't you share with us what, what it is that you're up to these days as part of Hippo? Yeah, so uh, we were fortunate enough to join the Hippo family of companies at the end of last year. And Shelter is a protective home maintenance solution. So like Daniel said, um, we share a lot of the same objectives in that we believe that we can help customers better care for their homes. And that's really, uh, there's, there's a few reasons behind that. One, owning and caring for a home can be really stressful. It's very expensive. It's not an area of expertise for, for many people, um, especially first time and, and younger homeowners. And conversely, you know, so there's, there's that customer component of, of helping customers you know, have a better experience. But as Daniel mentioned, there's also the um, importance to the insurance company of if we can help people better care for their homes, we can also probably, you know, or we can also help them um, reduce the risk in their homes and avoid costly and unpleasant claim experiences. So are you guys working exclusively with Hippo today or are you providing this service to other carriers as well? So we're not providing the service to other carriers um, in terms of insurance partnerships. We're working exclusively. I mean, we, we work exclusively with Hippo now, um, but together with Hippo, we also work with some of Hippo's partners as well. Um, so that might be home builders or realtors, um, people like that. So we're not exclusively working with with just Hippo customers, but we are working exclusively with Hippo. If that makes sense. Sure. I saw that uh, a while ago. You guys had a pilot with Swift. So that's what kind of prompted that question. I think that was that that actually happened before the the acquisition, isn't that correct? That's right. So before the acquisition, we uh, worked with numerous other partners in the home and you know home insurance, brokerage, um, property management space, and uh, most of those have including that all of the insurance partnerships have been discontinued as part of the acquisition, um, primarily just so we can really focus on those hippo customers and providing the best possible experience to them. So shelter itself, you do a a inspection, is is that correct? And then give the report back on your findings to the insured so they can prevent claims? Yeah, that, that's sort of correct. We don't love the word inspection because we think it's more than that. So um, okay. we really think of it as like a, you know, a checkup. Okay. So Wonderful. almost like a physical for your house or the equivalent of getting an oil change or, a, you know, a, a full service for your car. So what we do is we come to your home every six months and we have sort of two work streams. The first is, you know, much more than an inspection. And we actually complete routine, protective, preventative maintenance on site. So this is stuff that homeowners, you know, might not know to do. They might not want to do. They might not realize that they have to do. For whatever reason, they're probably not doing it. It's stuff like 
replacing HVAC filters, changing smoke detector batteries, cleaning dryer vents. We actually complete all of that every six months when we're on site. In addition to that maintenance portion, we also do a home assessment. So we look at things like, are there limbs overhanging the roof? Um, what is the condition of the caulking in the bathrooms and kitchens? Do you have a fire extinguisher? Um, are, is there any presence of, of you know, previous or active water, water leaks or damage? Um, and then based on both the work completed and the, the assessment, we send our uh, customers a home, asset, a home wellness summary that's available through our mobile app, as well as you know, on, online or through our web, website where they can see all the work that was done. So before and after photos of their HVAC filters, um, you know, you can photos of their new clean dryer vent, as well as um, the summary of findings of things like, you know, your water, your washing machine hookup hoses are a little worn down. You should, you should consider replacing them. So is this currently uh, being partnered with Hippo you know, on the property side, right? Is it is it just to help the homeowners, or is there a a discount or a a penalty in, involved? How what what does that relationship look like? Yeah, so it's really just about the customer experience right now. We we think this is, and we see this through our our customer ratings. You know, our average customer rating score is right around ninety out of a hundred. So we know this is a service that customers are finding really valuable. Right now, we don't penalize any customers for not doing it, and um, you know we're working towards being able to offer the service with a you know discount. But that's something that's in the future, you know, much like smart home or alarm. So it's not something we can do today. But again, you know, we think that the, the real core value here, or the most important value of, of a few different value types of value, is is for our customers. So it's kind of like. Uh almost like an underwriting inspection on steroids that continually occurs so that you can actually continually give data to back to the carrier. Cause I'm thinking, what if you're in a laundry room or even a bathroom and you see evidence of a water leak or you're, what do you call your, do you call them inspectors? We call them home pros. Home pro, your home pro sees a uh, evidence of damage. What do you do? What do you do with that? This is Daniel, just to kind of emphasize, right now, we actually do not use any of the outcomes of the shelter checkups on the insurance side. The real focus is, I think, as Andrew mentioned, is to try and drive adoption and just help as many of our customers as possible take better care of their homes, because eventually it'll pay, it'll pay off for us as well. Like we, we really, truly believe that we share that incentive with the homeowner. Um, and so right now, the focus is from the shelter side, when they do report on certain issues, they provide through the report, the home health report that goes back to the homeowner, the recommendations to address those issues. But also they help, shelter helps the homeowner schedule that follow-up service and um, would facilitate the service so that the homeowner can get that addressed. Okay, so you you provide uh, recommendations uh, like we saw evidence of this damage in your bathroom. Uh, we recommend that perhaps you have it looked at by a professional. Here's a list of people that we recommend or what what happens then? We actually go a step further than that. So um, we provide those recommendations, but we also, you know, we have a network of vendors who we work with and have checked their certificates of insurance and their bonding and their licensing. And you can actually schedule them directly through us. So, you know, we need to, we, we want to get you all the way there. Just right now you can find, you, you know, you might not know what the issues are, but you can probably find professionals to help. You know, you can go on Yelp and find a plumber. Um, conversely, you know, you might know what the issue is, but you might not know who can help you with it. And that plumber might not be available for two weeks or call you back. So we really focus on that end to end of identifying issues, making making really clear what they are, and then connecting you with someone who can actually resolve them. Um, and all of that is, you know, you can book a, a time slot directly through our app for that person to come out and either fix it or give a quote or, you know, whatever it may be, depending on the specific nature of the item. I love that. It really looks as though uh, Hippo as a whole is trying to engage their customer and help them because 
myself as a homeowner, I want to do whatever I can to keep it in in good shape and to keep it running uh, correctly. My wife tells me all the time, if you have a house, you have to take care of it. But a lot of times, I don't know what I need to take care of. I I read on your website about caulking around windows is very important. Uh, that there's things that uh, I I I love that you care about the customer enough that you want to help them uh, where they need help. Uh, so kudos on that. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Waco, you definitely got to watch the caulking on the window. You'll be spending a lot on your AC bill if if you're not careful. But yes, um, yes, we. Uh, you know, Shelter was started, obviously, with the initial idea of, of helping the customer. And what we realized pretty quickly when we worked with Hippo is that this isn't at odds. You know, we want to continue to help the customer, but with the same amount of, you know, with, with the exact same product, we can also enable, you know, insurance and, and helping that helping the insurance as well. Um, so it's really just more value being created from the same amount of, of work, essentially. Yeah, I mean, with with the the fewer amount of claims that we get, all of our insurance can go down. Uh, it it really helps the the whole uh, e- economy, right? So Hippo is trying to say, we are there for you whenever whenever you need us, but we really want to help you so that we don't have to come. Yeah. And uh, you know, we don't want you to have a claim. And these are all the steps. These are the devices. These are the services. These are the ways that you can better yourself yeah. uh, so that you don't need us. But if you do. We're there for you. Yeah, exactly. And it's not, it's not, we don't want you to have a claim because it costs us money. It's, we don't want you to have a claim because having a claim really sucks. It does. Yeah. It does. Daniel, this is all really interesting because I see how it all fits together strategically for, uh, for, for Hippo. Talk with us for a minute about the reality of changing the, 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 formula for insurance, which is, as you guys say, is traditionally reactive and you guys want it to be proactive. How's, how's that working out? Are are people excited or do they want on board with that? Or are we all used to, this is how we deal with our insurance companies. I never hear from them. I pay the bill. That's it. We definitely see customers being thrilled with that. And we believe this is something they are actually expecting of their insurance companies, and actually increasingly so, as you see millennial homeowners and, and sort of the, the younger generation kind of going into homeownership. Uh, you know, as a generation and in general, today, I think we have just a different level of expectation in terms of the service and value we get from the things we pay for. And you know you, you see it even with our NPS score, our, our net promoter score is you know kind of scratching the 80, which is several times higher than the insurance industry overall, and is pretty consistently at that level even at scale now. And it's a real um, we think indication of the alignment of our offerings and the way we approach this business with what customers want and need. And so we're, we couldn't be more excited to, to supplement that with this shelter offering and, and continuing doubling down on this proactive approach to home insurance. Do you find that to be demographically different or do you find this engagement um, strategy effective across all demographics? We, we actually see it across the board. And, and it's interesting now, you know, when maybe when we started, we, we probably skewed a little bit more to, to the younger homeowners or more tech savvy. But increasingly, especially now at, at real scale, we see that our customer base is basically the American public. And, you know, we'll have the early 30s homeowners all the way through and the 94-year-old uh, homeowners that have that are just owning their fourth or fifth home. Um, we see all of them really engaging healthily with, you know, our smart home kit or our proactive services and really understanding not only the value that these offerings bring with them, but that it makes sense for them to get this from their insurance company because we share um, this perspective of, you know, we should take care of this home better. It is your home, but it also is the property we're insuring. And so we share that uh, incentive, if you will, uh, around taking care of the home. And can you give us uh, any other examples of the kind of proactive 
um, nuts and, you know, actual proactive things that you're doing with, with your uh, policyholders? Sure. So, you know, we, we think we've already made very significant strides towards delivering on our mission of, of modernizing home insurance and, and being proactive instead of reactive. Um, you know, and I, I would say technology is definitely at the core of, of everything we do. You know, we we analyze and, and, and look at potential risks um, through aerial imagery, right? So we, we can understand the condition of the roof and we can proactively reach out to customers if we think repairs are needed uh, or if there are issues that they should address before those become serious issues. We provide all our customers with a smart home kit that has a set of multi-purpose sensors uh, to just help our customers identify water leaks or, or you know, have um, this device listen to their smoke alarms in case they're not at home. So we really, really are trying to be very thoughtful about equipping our customers with the right proactive means to just on an ongoing basis take better care of their homes um, on their own or with our help. I love that. You know, I, I'm wondering, Daniel, if you can give us a little peek under the hood. Whenever you are out there looking for a new technology or a new company, what what goes through your mind when it's time to partner or purchase a company? What do you is it, I, I assume it's not just the technology. I assume there's more to it. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Andrew here can can attest to the fact that our initial like biggest focus has always been the customer experience. Actually, we've we've conducted uh, you know over the the year plus before we we made the acquisition of Shelter uh, several pilot programs uh, in neighborhoods across the country with with actually a variety of of uh, services to our customers through a series of partners. Um, even testing a lot of those services on our own in our own own homes, um, and you know the shelter team stood out not just because of the technology and their operational excellence, but primarily because of that real genuine focus on the customer experience and the customer benefit. And if there's one thing that we religiously track and measure uh, with all these kinds of initiatives is how do customers receive it? How can we make sure that it's a positive customer experience throughout and at scale? And you know, in, in the case of Shelter, the alignment was so strong that we thought it, it just only naturally made sense to kind of combine forces and continue building this together. So, Andrew, what was it like? You guys are cruising along. How long were you open before the acquisition? How long were you guys in business before the acquisition occurred? We've been around for, um, we launched a company at the very end of 2018. So we'd been around for around a year by the time, by the acquisition. So you're cruising along for a relatively short period of time in the grand scheme of business. Very short. And and you get approached for an acquisition. What was that? The, the, walk us through that. So we'd actually been partnering with Hippo since very, very early on in the in the life of our company. So, you know, we had direct-to-consumer customers who were just buying the service outright. We had other partners, um, you know, other insurers, realtors, brokerages, like I mentioned earlier, but Hippo was always the sort of shining star for us. And, you know, Daniel can attest when we'd, we'd have investors call him to, to reference the company because we knew that they were such an important and, and powerful player in the space that their stamp of approval was really important. So we've been working with them since the really early days of the company. Um, and to Daniel's point earlier, we totally were aligned in both our vision for this integrated end-to-end -end proactive uh, experience for customers, as well as our approach around customer experience. So, you know, that being the paramount thing that we care about most, um, you know, we're not going to focus on small details that don't matter as much to the customer in the short term. The, the, the most important thing is just really delighting customers to start. Um, so, after working together for months in different markets, um, you know, with some other partners, um, it was pretty clear that we were just very, very aligned in, in both working style and vision. Um, and so the acquisition conversation came pretty naturally and, um, you know, it's, it was flattering, but not a surprise maybe is, is how I would put it. Um, 
And uh, it was a really obvious choice for us to, to, you know, hitch our wagon to the leader and together develop something really, really special. Daniel, did you see that potential right away? I think it came very fast. I think it, it was fun to work with the shelter team off the bat. Um, it was right away clear that we shared the same vision of, you know, proactive services and in, in the way of helping customers take better care of their homes. Uh, but I think as we started seeing the result of the, of the programs we were running together, um, we also realized that there's operational potential in terms of scaling this truly across our customer base nationally in a way that could really, really help us advance our, our goal of modernizing home insurance and transform how insurance is done and really deliver on that proactive focus that we have. So this thing is interesting because now I'm sitting here thinking, well, you know, Hippo could have a, like a home security company and Hippo has a home inspection company, uh, that, that there's a number of, uh, services around the home that could all be connected through the Hippo hub. Is that what the vision kind of what the vision may be looking out in the future? So you're right that we have the potential to supplement what we do in all kinds of significant ways and in, in ways that, you know, are synergistic to, to current offerings we have. I think we, especially as a younger company in the insurance space, are incredibly focused on becoming the best home insurance provider out there by far. And so our continued focus will continue to be on that. Would an additional service technology product help drive us towards that goal with the sort of angle always being on proactive and kind of the customer's ongoing needs around home care? We would double down, we would definitely test it out and we will figure out a way to do it in the best way possible as long as it serves that goal. Our producer, who uh, is Alicia Moss, uh, as we were preparing for the episode today, she's, she asked me a question or made a comment that, that I thought was really interesting. So we're going to do something a little different. We never, Alicia usually isn't on the broadcast, but, but she has a question or a comment that she wants to pose to you guys. Hello, guys. Hi. So mine is more of a comment, but for about a year, I've been considering buying my first home. And I'm not afraid to admit that um, as a single woman, I have limited knowledge on maintaining and repairing the inevitable. Uh, One of the biggest things that have held me back from moving forward is getting myself into basically something that I can't handle. And through my research for this episode, I've learned about the possibilities that shelter opens up. And I thought just, wow, like this is going to make it not just possible, but achievable with ease. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think you're, you know, you're also not alone. So it's the number one frustration of first-time home buyers is the costs and responsibilities of maintaining their home. So you're certainly not alone in, in feeling and being worried about that frustrate or that potential. Um, and you're right, shelter as, as part of Hippo can help you do that. Um, that's really our goal is, is reducing that stress and anxiety of both worrying about how to maintain your home, but the even worse part of actually dealing with something really negative once it happens. Right. And you guys will help a homeowner if they, if they want it to, to get something fixed. That's right. Yep. So, you know, in addition to, if it's outside of your scope of, you know, of, of, of what your home pro does. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, our, our home pros really just help you identify those issues and turn them into, you know, into the, the words of the trades, right? So understanding that, oh, my water heater, my water taking a long time to get hot might actually be a specific issue and then putting that into plumber language, right? Um, And so then we can connect you with a plumber who can help resolve that issue um, and, and, you know, handle that process for you. Additionally, you know, beyond just those home checkups and the ability to arrange services, we also, for our customers, we also offer telemaintenance. So, 
you know, it's not just every six months that we come to you. If you have a question, you can text our, our, our team, you can send us an email, you can call us, you know, and, and answer the, we can help you with those questions remotely as well. I want to talk for a second about scaling. Uh, I know that when you guys started, when shelter started, you were only in a couple of markets because obviously to provide this service nationwide is an enormous logistical, you know, footprint that you have to put together. Um, and Daniel, the, the, the same with Hippo, talk a little bit about scaling Hippo and scaling shelter. Sure. I'm probably going to let Andrew talk a little bit about scaling shelter. Um, but I'm happy to chime in on the Hippo side. You know, for us, we go state by state, work very closely with regulators to get approved in that state, and then um, have a very robust playbook, thanks to our strong technology foundation, to launch our insurance offering in that state. And so we're actually able to scale very, very aggressively and, and quickly compared to probably any other insurance player you'll see, thanks to both our strong relationship with, relationships with regulators, but also our tech foundation and savvy that allows us to launch a new state with the right rates, right coverages that are best fitted for uh, homeowners in, in those locations. So in terms of, of scaling HIPAA, you know, we're now probably close to 60% in terms of the coverage of, of the US in terms of homeowners in just the 21 states that we're in. And we'll continue aggressively scaling from there. Yeah, and on the shelter side, um, you know, we started in, in the Bay Area. And since we launched, we've expanded to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We're launching Austin uh, in, you know, a couple of weeks. Uh, we have Sacramento and Southern California on our near-term roadmap as well. Um, and so what we really think about is where can we get the most bang for our buck, looking at where... Um, that you know the density of customers are, and we sort of just start going down that list um, and and expanding to those markets. There's a little bit of you know there, there's certainly um, a, an operational component, um, and the the biggest challenge we have is getting professionals who are able to give that really high quality of service. But um, once we've gotten them, the market you know the logistics works pretty pretty well. Um, and we can we can grow within a market very quickly. So that's that's our focus. Um, in addition to that sort of core expansion, we're also working on a, a self service product. So you might be able to snap a few photos, answer a couple questions, and get a lot of the same type of value. So you know, you tell us your HVAC filter size, and we can automatically you know sign you up to receive HVAC filters every six months. And here's a DIY on how to you know, replace your wired smoke detector battery, um, things like that, just to, again, you know, help people before we're able to deliver the physical service to them, but still scale out some of that, that customer benefit. Do you ever use insurance adjusters for home pros? Um, you know, where we have thought about it. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just asking, we happen to have a few insurance adjusters. I bet you do. Yeah, no, it's actually, that's something we should talk about separately of the podcast, but we're, we look at people who can really deliver, you know, that, that high quality of customer service, like an insurance adjuster. So that's an area that makes sense. We, we work with um, uh, people who have a high degree of familiarity with the home, as well as people with a really good customer service focus. So that can also be people like uh, appraisers, realtors, um, you know, really polished, uh, you know, service construction and, and handyman professionals, people like that. I'm sitting here thinking how great of an idea shelter is, and it seems like it has such a need. I'm, I'm curious, is there a story or can you tell us where the idea came about? Yeah, certainly. Um, I like one of the millions of homeowners a year actually experienced a, what would be a, yeah, what, what was a, a claim, um, I, have, I live in San Francisco. I have a deck that, unbeknownst to me before this, um, had a has a drain in the bottom, and there's wood slatting over the deck. So, about six inches of water pooled in in this on this deck, and I couldn't I didn't know that the drain was clogged. Um, the deck happens to be over my bedroom, um, and we got a bunch of water starting to come in into our bedroom and wondered where it was coming from. So this little thing of 
you know, this thing that was totally unknown to me, it was as simple as cleaning a drain ended up costing us thousands of dollars, you know, in repair and not just that, but finding people to do it. And then do we also need painters and drywall and all this type of stuff? Um, so that was a really eye-opening experience for me. And I realized that there's a lot of similar things that other people face. And it's it's really just about helping, giving giving people a solution to help them mitigate those types of things. One of the interesting things uh, that we haven't hit on in, in the podcast yet is uh, just you two guys. Uh, both of you have very interesting backstories about how you get from where you were and what you're into to, to where you are today. Uh, Daniel, can you talk for a minute j- just a little bit about your story and, and, and how you got to Hippo? Sure, happy to. Um, so I was born and raised in Israel. Uh, I studied computer science for undergrad and then spent about seven years in the Israeli Air Force working primarily around technology. Um, I then decided to move to the States for business school and that's actually about 10 years ago is when I met um, Asaf Wan for the first time. He's the co-founder and CEO of Hippo. Um, and then we stayed in touch ever since. My journey in the U.S. has been you know, business school and then management consulting after business school. Um, and I gen- then joined LinkedIn Corporation and worked at LinkedIn for about five years. And when I was looking uh, to move to a younger, smaller company that did exciting things with a world-class leadership team. Um, it was only natural. I had this conversation with Asaf and we crafted this role for me and I couldn't be more excited to join that journey. So uh, it was, you know, a lot A lot of it was based on my strong relationship and, and trust of, of Asaf himself as well as the, the rest of the leadership team as, as I got to know them. Yeah, one of the interesting things about that leadership team to me is that they're not insurance guys. And, but they saw, but they, but they had a great vision. They saw something that was obviously, uh, you know, the timing was good. Yeah, I think, I think it it definitely started like that. So the, the two founders, uh, didn't come from insurance and they did feel the need and saw the opportunity when they started the company. What I think is interesting as Hippo evolved though, is that the leadership team, as well as the rest of the team very quickly um, rounded itself out with the strongest insurance professionals in the industry. I think uniquely Hippo within InsureTech actually truly believes that InsureTech is made up of two words, insurance and technology. And one can't live with the other. And I think that Hippo does a phenomenal job marrying the two. And you know, if you look at our team today, as well as our technology and how we go about the business of home insurance, I would say we equally dedicate ourselves and invest in both the insurance side of things because we do respect where this industry came from and what this offering is in its core, as well as technology, because we know that if everything lies and relies on technology, um, you could do phenomenal things quickly and at scale. Right. You know, one of the questions that we ask several of the companies who are on here on our on our podcast is, do you consider yourself an insurance company or do you consider yourself a technology company? And how, how would you answer that, Daniel? Yeah, it's exactly that. I think we consider ourselves, our, ourselves an insurance technology company. We truly do believe that it's a 50-50 split between the two because one can't live without the other. We think that you could be the most phenomenal technology company, but if you don't respect and understand the insurance fundamentals, you are likely not going to be a true long-term sustainable entity that is able to modernize the space. And on the flip side, if you don't rely on technology in everything that you do, then you will have failed in doing anything different and truly improving the customer experience and the customer value proposition. So, So we spend a lot of time thinking about it and ensuring that we truly balance the two. Daniel, you know, I, we're, we're talking about your story, and I want to veer just a little bit. Uh, we're, we're talking about Hippo and um, and the passion and kind of what you're doing with the technology. Do 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 you see other insurance companies trying to catch up to what you're doing uh, with the technology and the customer engagements, uh, or are they 
you know, are they getting anywhere close to you or are y'all jumping out there pretty far? Yeah. So, you know, we definitely see um, other players dabbling with, with various types of offerings. I think you, you mainly see it around the, the smart home space. I think, you know, you see a lot of players, even, even the, the incumbents, um, running various pilots, like putting a camera on your deck and, and, you know, doing things of that nature. Um, I think what we uniquely try to do is make sure that the programs we put in place are as widely applicable as possible. So, you know, our smart home program that's now at scale is made available to the entire customer base and it's provided complementary in alignment and collaboration with the regulators and we apply a discount to your policy to the premium when you keep the system on and so we think that that rather than a pointed pilot is the way to approach it we also have the kit a comprehensive one with multi-purpose sensors that protect you against all the perils we wear we worry about right like water fire and theft and similarly now with proactive services and, and protective maintenance with with shelter this is another area where our focus is to make it as widely applicable as possible to all our customers, as, you know, as, as the goal, as the vision. Um, and I think that in that, we really try to, to make sure that it's not just something cool that we're testing, but something that becomes a part of the core of what we do. Yeah, it does sound as though you're, you've moved past the testing stage and you've uh, fully implemented a lot of these solutions. And... Um, and it's it, it's wonderful. Yeah, and I and I guess it's I guess hippo's okay if people don't want to use it too, right? Some of this some people might not want to use this technology, and y'all are y'all are okay with that. Absolutely, there there will always be people who are just not comfortable for whatever reason, and and we definitely see that, and we respect that. Our effort and attempt is to try and educate everyone to the benefits of it, and. Uh, make it fitting to as many people as possible in whatever way, shape, or form we can, because we do fundamentally believe that the, the use of technology and the the adoption of the other services that we, we now and will bring to fold will help people just be better homeowners and have a better experience as homeowners on an ongoing basis. More effective and efficient over time, you know, traditionally, and Lee and I have been in the insurance industry for a long time, and we've seen from the incumbents that they've always struggled. It's always been a struggle on the customer engagement side. It's been really hard for them because, um, well, for lots of different reasons. I mean, historically, you just didn't engage with your insurance company other than paying your bill or if there was a claim. And so it's such a new paradigm to think that, that, uh, that we could engage with our insurance companies, but, but we're not doing it by you guys offering a discount on, you know, flowers for Valentine's Day or something crazy. You guys are, you're, it sounds like you're very focused on where's the real value added to, to this proposition that will encourage engagement, that will make engagement natural. Um, and that's probably a lot harder said than done. That, that's exactly right. And that has been our focus throughout. I think increasingly we, we see regulators also adopting that perspective and realization. And we're, we're actually very excited about the ability to work with regulators and modernize this approach to understand that it's not like I'm giving you free, you know, a free Samsung 32, you know, 62 inch TV or, or tickets to, to the NBA finals for you to come, you know, get your policy with me. It's actually, I am trying to provide you a real value add that would help you protect the property that I am insuring. And it works for both of us. And as long as that is our focus, I think that we should all be consumer first and homeowner first and how we approach it and, and really recognize what are those offerings, technologies, services that truly do that, um, that truly serve that mission versus any type of other um, gift, if you will, or, or, or inducement type thing that is, is traditionally viewed as such. Yeah, I mean, we heard it from Alicia earlier today. This is what customers want, right? It's, it's a real customer problem. R right. You're solving a problem. You're not enticing something 
using some other flashy, interesting thing to entice them uh, to engage with you about their home. It's all centralized around that. And uh, I think it's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I also want to touch on two more things real quickly. One is because I really want to hear Andrew has a very interesting story as well. But what about auto? I mean, it, when you talk about PNC, it's hard not to talk about auto. You guys, of course, as I understand it, are homeowners only today. Is auto in the future? Does that come into play or are you just really staying focused on the house? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, we we continuously look at all types of opportunities and all the places where we think we can add value and modernize or significantly change how things are done. We actually have a lot of respect for a lot of players in auto and we think, you know, um, Progressive, Geico, others are, are, are uh, really pushing the envelope there. And, and we, we don't know right now that there's something that can be a hippo version uh, that is truly different, unique, um, that we should pursue in auto. Um, and unless we can get very comfortable with that, it, it wouldn't make sense to distract ourselves from the opportunity in front of us. I think, you know, right now, being the best homeowners insurance provider is, is truly how we're trying to focus ourselves and, and, and proceed forward with all the supplemented and associated capabilities, services, offerings that, that we had discussed that, that you know, support that mission. Andrew, we're going to pick on you for a second. I hope you don't mind. Okay, bring it on. <laughs> so did you go swimming this morning, Andrew? I did. I did. Okay, tell us about your swim. Tell us where you swam and how you swam. Uh, this morning I swam in the uh, Aquatic Park Cove in the San Francisco Bay. And what was the water temperature today? <laughs> today was actually a very special day. Um, it was the first day um, in, we actually combined the air and the water temperature to sort of create a, a cumulative score. And today was the first day under a combined 100 for the year. So the water temperature was about 52. And I think the air this morning was about 45. So it was a combined, uh, 97 this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and you did that just so everybody understands this without a wetsuit, correct? That's right. That is awful. <laughs> I, I mean, I assume that you get it when you get out of the water, you don't feel like taking a nap. You're probably pretty awake. It's addicting. You, you, you're pretty wired. Um, you, you feel really, really good all day. Wow. After, after a, like a half an hour in the sauna, not immediately. Yeah. Right. And, and, and also you were in the Peace Corps for some time, which is, is a wonderful thing. And we thank you for doing that. How, just real quickly, how do you get from the Peace Corps to where you are today? Thank you. Um, so I spent a couple of years in the Peace Corps in Senegal working with um, at, at local agribusinesses. And being in Senegal uh, really gave me an opportunity to sort of look back at all these things that I could do after, you know, do I want to go work in New York? Do I want to move to Chicago where most of my friends from college were? Um, and I saw that everything really exciting was happening in San Francisco. So I just knew I needed to figure out a way to end up here. Um, and that was a real opportunity that I had, you know, with the, the, the perspective that the distance afforded me that I might not have seen, you know, right after college, for example. And I'm not from the Bay Area. I grew up in Indiana, so I, I definitely needed the perspective. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about Pawnee, Indiana. That's that's not dissimilar to where I grew up. So I grew up in a small town called Bristol, Indiana. Oh, really? Uh -huh. Was there someone named Leslie? Nope, there. That's the only thing I wanted to know. There, um, if not named Leslie, Leslie, I'm sure her her uh, you know spirit person is is running the city government. Uh huh. Uh huh. It, well, it seems like a pretty interesting place. Yeah, but. Listen, we we can't thank you guys enough for being with us today. We're 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 so grateful, and we're we we love the hippo story, and now the hippo shelter story. We love the shelter story in and of itself. And when we started pursuing um, having shelter on, I believe it was even before the official announcement. So uh, just stand alone. We think that's a super interesting play that has. Uh, a really exciting future and let alone um, as part of the hippo family. So we, we thank you guys a lot for being with us. That's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it.
you know, that was a, that was a really interesting podcast and one that uh, I'm so impressed with hippo. And I know at the end of, you know, we usually talk nicely about people and companies because, um, because we're typically impressed, but I'm very impressed with hippo. I mean, that's a company that I would invest in. I I just think that they have a great formula and a great concept. And, and what they did with shelter is really a, um, kind of a proof in the pudding. I mean, I don't know how it'll all work out and where it'll all go. I'm sure it'll be successful. They have great people involved in it, but it's, it's completely in line with what they're trying to pull off. And that is an insurer yeah. that's, that's involved with the insured for the good yeah. of the insured using, you, you know, making the home a better place to be in. Well, they have such a vision and they're, they're pushing through to see that their vision happens. Like they want customer engagement uh, they want it to the level that the customer wants it. They don't want the customer to have claims, and that's not a selfish reason. It's not necessarily because they don't want to pay. It's because they don't want you to go through uh, the problems that a claim is. Now, I know a lot of insurance companies feel that way, but it's just so interesting to hear from the the depth of Hippo, the actual foundations and their pillars for success that they are preaching it's uh, I thought it was a great, you, you had said earlier, you know, just a, a deep conversation. Of course, today was really exciting because we had a new co-host mm-hmm. on our show. Yeah. Is that, can, we, can we use that term, co-host? We can. I think we can use that term. Good job, Alicia. Alicia Moss. Good job. Alicia Moss, who basically handles all things logistical, non-technical with our podcast and does an amazing job doing it, jumped on. Thanks, Alicia. That was wonderful. Thank you, Alicia. She said thank you. Oh, she doesn't have a mic? No, I took it back. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We actually have three of them sitting here, but only one works. Don't take that personally. But we're we're thrilled to have had uh, Hippo and Shelter and have the opportunity to talk with them about uh, what they're up to and how it all makes sense of which, like we were saying before, seems to me that it really does. And we thank you for being with us today. And as always, thank you for your uh, following our, our podcast. And uh, we ask that you subscribe to it is the best way to support us. Or just to send us money. That's another way to support us <laughs> in small denominations, preferably cash. <laughs> Either works. And with that, we'll say what we always say. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.